This show is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com. Welcome to I Shouldn't Have to Say This, the podcast where we discuss topics we believe requires critical and nuanced thinking. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at saythiscast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at saythiscast and go to saythiscast.com if you want to hear previous episodes. Hey there, party podcast people. I'm uh, your host, Nicole. And I'm joined here today by my co-host, Genre. Hey. Um, and if I sound tired, it's because I'm hungover, and we have to talk about some pretty <laughs> unpleasant shit today. Um, some pretty yeah. doomer shit. Today we're going to talk about the um, genocide that has been slowly occurring in Palestine for the better part of a century now um and we're gonna try it and do our best to be honest about the situation in this uh, house we support palestine um the israeli government is bullshit um mm-hmm. and various things that we can talk about more in the episode um we're off the cuff today as well um genre speaking of which Yo. uh this was your idea for for a topic so um i have like a little something that i want to discuss about the way that the discourse is unfolding mm-hmm. but before i get into my little quibble because it's a i think it's like a larger point do you have anything that you would like to say on the topic uh really the the biggest thing is that um this like like you said this has been going on for the better part of a century um there are a lot of different facets here it's the middle east and there are so many angles that you could uh that you could go into but the main thing that i keep coming back to is that whatever you think about how like the different factions just in palestine because there are a few um and the palestine the west bank and uh just the no matter what you think about that the the israeli government is not an angel they have been pushing and pushing and just constantly hurting the people that they are supposed to take care of the the Palestinians, the Palestinians are on, are ostensibly in Israel. If you want to just call Israel that area, a a sovereign nation, they are their people, and they have been just either wiping them out, controlling them, numbering them, and it's it's getting to the point where I'm thinking like maybe you guys should have some some sense of your history because you're getting there i don't uh, think they're simply getting there um, no i mean have you I'm, ever heard the way that is re- that like so there well, are hold few- on hold on hold Sorry. on I, i'm just what i'm saying is that they they're they are doing ethnic cleansing and they should know what that looks like oh yeah that's what i'm saying is they're <laughs> that, all they're all the way there 
Yeah, um, they're doing th- they're doing that, and they have to. And when you think about what they are doing, the the Israeli government just in the past twenty years has been pushing into territory that they that they are not allowed to push into, the making settlements in um on Arab land and really at this point is like what do you what do you expect the palestinians to do honestly and it's just i just want to say like anything else no matter what the angles are and there's like i said there's so many the israeli government is bringing this on themselves because they because when you push a people to the brink and they have no water they are being controlled. They are being pushed into the dark corners of the country. There, you should know that they're going to push back. You are supposed to take care of your the people in your borders. That's the point of a country, and they're not doing it. And they're and they're actively hurting them. So this does not surprise me. All right. That's what. That's my. That I just want to say that. Okay. There is a lot in there. Surprisingly, I think we might disagree in some places. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Where? What? That's interesting. Yeah. um, Palestine is not in, like, it's not in Israel. Like, Palestine has, yeah. like, there there was a uh, UN resolution in the 20th century which gave them, which gave them land. Not enough because the Israelis got the majority of the land that used to be designated to Palestine, which was not a um, a recognized state at the time, I believe. Right. But um, the point is that the borders that were designated as, as Palestine have been uh, systematically uh, ignored by the Israeli government, which is far right, just so everybody knows they are ethno-nationalists, like out and about. Um, And so it is, I I take slight issue just with, I know what you're trying to say, but with the idea that Palestine is in Israel, Palestine is its own place. Oh, I, I know. I, let me, let me say, I know that. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm trying to talk about is from the Israeli point of view. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there is no, there is no doubt in my mind that the Israeli government does not respect that that resolution that the fact that there's there that is supposed to be palestinian land because clearly like they don't because they keep putting settlements where they shouldn't be and they like i keep hearing from people that are defending israel like oh you need to they need to defend themselves and blah 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 blah. and like this is this is the country and everything is like if you really think that this is your country this entire land is your country then these people are within the borders that you think you have and that is that's what i'm trying to say like the it's it it's not <laughs> it's not their land it's not it's not their country but I, they I think it is they think it saying. is i didn't know what yeah. persp- i didn't know what perspective you were taking yeah um, like i'm trying to speak to the like from the perspective of israelis or the israeli government as much as i as much as i know about and if you don't respect the borders of of these people's land and the, it's people's supposed to be a country and you think this entire area is, is is israel that means you have a duty to protect the people of in the land that you think you own yeah 
and that that right there that that um well, is something that really pisses me off yeah well then it is convenient to the israeli narrative that so many of their top officials have been on the record out and about knowing that this is going to be published um, as saying that the palestinians are not people they're beasts that they don't yep. deserve to live that um their existence is an affront to everything and that they called him a cancer. and that a single a single israeli soldier's life is more important than the entirety of the residents of gaza yep. so you know um from their perspective n- palestinians are not people the no. other thing that stuck out to me is that i wanted is that for, for my piece of the episode today is um in terms of this conflict and any other conflict, because I think that this is what I know about, that I have domestic examples of this, and I think that it also applies to Palestine. So, in the uh, in the the order of of events that happened in uh, Israel and Palestine, um, Israel elevated tensions in Jerusalem by evicting people. Then they invaded the third holiest site in the Islamic faith enraging Palestinians in the international uh, Muslim community for correct reasons. Um, And then Hamas reacted by firing missiles. So um, in a lot of the way that this has been talked about, I see a lot of energy being expended on uh, making sure that everybody knows that what Hamas did was wrong, which I agree with. Hamas was wrong. They were yeah. indiscriminately firing bombs, so they were intending to kill civilians. They were not tailoring their assault towards the actual people who were responsible for the, um, directly responsible for the attack on Alaska Mosque, nor were they directly tailoring those assaults against the people who were responsible for the evictions of Palestinian of Palestinian citizens of Jerusalem, no thought was given to that, so they were wrong for that. Yeah. My point here is that there's a lot of, in this situation and in a lot of situations, there is morality and then there is human nature. So let's talk about morality really quickly. So what would have been the moral thing to happen in this situation where the Israeli government is essentially engaged in ethnic cleansing of the region and um, engaged in apartheid and vandalizing one of the most holy sites in your religion? Well, it would be nonviolent demonstration, just, you know, taking to the streets and doing it nonviolently. Because then everybody looking in immediately can identify who's in the fucking wrong because it's the people who uh, escalated the situation. This is something that Martin Luther King and more broadly the civil rights movement understood perfectly. It doesn't matter how heinous the oppressor is. If you react in violence to your oppressor, everybody then has an excuse to look at you and say that you're wrong. However, here in reality, if someone punches me in the face 
the correct thing would be to walk away, but I'm punching them back just so everybody knows. And that's kind of the way that, that this goes. You attack Palestinian civilians. Hamas attacks Israeli citizens. In terms of actual damage done, not many Israelis died. So what does the Israeli government do? They do hundreds of airstrikes, killing hundreds of Palestinians. They bomb two independent international news outlets and a UN school, all citing that Hamas was there but not producing a shred of fucking evidence to that fact. So who's wrong there? Some people would say Hamas shouldn't have shot those rockets. And I agree, they shouldn't have. Because it was very clear from the second that they that they shot those rockets that Israel was going to rain hellfire on them. Yeah. However, I mean, what did they expect? And the other thing that is important in this analysis is that there is no way on earth that Palestine is capable alone of winning any conflict with Israel. Israel is a nuclear power. They have a one of the most effective militaries on the earth. There is no Palestinian army. They have no nuclear weapons. They have less they have less powerful bombs. They have no bomb shelters. They have no iron dome. They are outgunned, outclassed in every foreseeable way. So it does not behoove them to start fights with Israel. But this has zero bearing on the morality of the fucking situation. And I feel like people don't fucking understand this. And that's why I'm a little bit angry right now. Because people will look at this at this event and they'll be like, Hamas shouldn't have done this. Hamas shouldn't have done this. Why were they trying to hit citizens? How were they trying to hit citizens? And I'm like, yes, they shouldn't have tried to hit citizens. Um, And yes, they probably shouldn't have fired the missiles at anything at all. Even if they perfectly targeted them to pinpoint attack the Israeli Defense Force, they like, what were you actually going to do? Not a fucking thing. But that doesn't mean that that's what they were going to do. It's very similar, you see, to um, when Black Lives Matter protests occasionally, really, really, really occasionally, just so everybody knows, like 93% of Black Lives Matter protests last summer were peaceful. But for that 7%, it's important to note that everybody looked at the Black Lives Matter activists and said, oh my God, they're being violent? They're setting fires? Oh my God, that's wrong. And you want to know a secret? There are a lot of people who will defend the rioting. I don't defend the rioting. It's not right. However, it is human. There's this expectation of oppressed people to constantly be these incredibly disciplined actors to take everything on the chin and to only express um, disdain in a way that is palatable and nonviolent and and peaceful. Palatable to the oppressors. Yeah, or to onlookers, not even the oppressors, just to onlookers. Mm. The thing about the Black Lives Matter protests that really irked me was that at the beginning when George Floyd was first murdered, Black Lives Matter support was at an all-time high. It's over half the country. Really, really, really high. Once a couple of protests started becoming riots, 
that number started to edge down because they didn't want to support the reaction to the murder of black people violently. But the instigating event was violent in and of itself. In this exchange, who had the power to stop the riot and who had the power to stop the fucking killing? It's only the police. It's only the police. The riot was going to happen as soon as you did, like the riot was going to happen as soon as you did, you, you made the cop made the decision to shoot somebody for no fucking reason or to stand on their goddamn neck for nine minutes. That's when the choice was made that caused the riot to happen. It wasn't when whatever dumb fuck in the riot themselves decided to get a little bit rowdy. The decision was already set on path, set in stone, far before that happened. There were many steps that could that could have been taken to reduce the like to reduce the pressure on like what what was going. I mean, really when we're to when we're comparing this to the Palestinian Israeli conflict, you know, you have you have protests and then you have the police that have all the power and weaponry and armor. And then uh someone throws like a rock and then they pepper the the protesters with 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 uh with smoke or with with flashbangs or something and they and they just that just gives them the reason to move in and start arresting people and that pops off everything yeah and just that's so what that's what happened like a few times in these yeah. rare instances of right right so like there were multiple times in the in the timeline of these protests where the police could have backed off and there wouldn't have been that it wouldn't have turned into what it turned into and this this is a parallel to you know on a smaller scale but a parallel to what what's going on here yeah someone threw a, a rock a, it's and a then, thought process that permeates yeah. every element of the way that um that humans behave i also think about on a uh, on a playground we try to teach children if you're hit you should come seek help or if you're hit you shouldn't hit them back because two wrongs don't make a right. But it certainly would make you feel fucking better to punch them. Even if, you, <laughs> even if you're smaller and you have no chance of winning or you know that hellfire is going to rain down on you. I mean, I've been in that situation as a little kid where um, I get punched or somebody hurts me. And I, and I was a kid and I'm thinking, like, I got options here. Like, I can sit and I can cry. Or I can try and be in charge of my own life and I can strike back. And and the and the idea that you would blame the child for striking back, the idea that you would blame a protester, the idea that you would blame Palestine for what they do in reaction to somebody doing violence on them with violence, there's only one person who has the decision who has the decision making ability to stop the fucking violence. Because if Palestine lays down their arms, Palestinians still die. If Black Lives Matter lays down their their arms, they don't have them. But like let's say like if yeah. the if the if the Black Lives Matter protester doesn't what's the difference between when the Black Lives Matter protest throws the stone? There's 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 a tons of violence and the cops and the cops attack them and it's really bad and they shouldn't do that. But if they don't, you also have to understand that there's still going to be violence. The black people are still going to die. It's one minute it's it's a snap decision where you have like you know the chance to 
to make a decision to lessen the the bad impact. But we as individual actors aren't always capable of reducing harm when emotions are involved. We are human beings. I feel like you would have to be an automaton to do this perfectly every single time. And it feels like a lot of white liberals and, and, and leftists and everybody actually will spend a lot of time castigating the oppressors for act, for acting in violence, even though they didn't make the decision to escalate the conflict. They just made a dumb decision about what to do in response to it. And, and, and their dumb response doesn't change their overall reality, to be perfectly honest. And it's, and Wait, it's very irritating. Wait, they're castigating the oppressors or the oppressed? The oppressed, rather. Sorry. Okay. They will, the, and, and the worst is when they'll be like, yeah, what Israel is doing is wrong, but you shouldn't have shot the missiles. And it's like, Israel has the power not to bomb civilians. They just do. Mm-hmm. They have the power to walk their military in there and to, and to arrest people. They have so much power in this situation. And to um and to act like the decision, the decision making process for Israel, and, what, and their resources, it, it's it it's not even in the same ballpark as what happens in Palestine. Their decision making, the power that they have, Israel decides to stop the fi- the violence, decides not to do the bombings, decides to, to accept the ceasefire. The ceasefire happens. Palestine tries to do a ceasefire. Israel rejects it. Only one of them is still trying to perpetuate this violence. That's my point. I don't know, man. It it just fucking pisses me off so much. And I mean, the reason I suggested this topic is one because it's very timely, and I think our listeners would uh, would want to hear our feelings or our thoughts on on the situation. And the other thing is that it's. We need to talk about it. We can't just we we as Americans like we don't have a lot of power, but the power that we do have is being able to to call our representatives and try to impress upon them that it's important to support Palestine. And if we if enough people do that, then maybe something will change in the American response. It won't. It won't. It's not. It's too. It's too late. (laughs) It's too late to impact. It's too late to impact what's going on right now. I'm going to tell you right now, everybody listening, that that we're going to witness incredible suffering while this continues. However, the response to this conflict has been so universally poor by everybody, but literally Joe Biden's office, that um, it feels like there's wiggle room yet. But mm. we have to fight for it. We have to fight for a United States and for a government that's not so far up Israel's fucking ass that they can't even tell them not to do a genocide. Joe Biden's office just released like released a statement like supporting Israel, though. They've done it over. That's what I was saying. Oh, it's just Joe Biden. Oh, it's just oh, it's, it's okay. just Joe Biden. It's just the White House. It's just America and, and conservatives. But like by and large, the international community understands that this is awful. Yeah. So um defund Israel. Is that what we're going with? Defund Israel. Like we there's we do not need to 
send more weaponry to give them more money to enact a fucking genocide. An apartheid state. As the United Nations has done studies and released statements about that, it is they are per- perpetrating apartheid. And uh, they, they want to eliminate Palestine. Whether you think that that means that they're talking about Palestinian people or the state of Palestine, which has a, as much as any other state, has a immutable right to fucking exist um, based upon every agreement that has been made in that region and also their historic claim to the land. Um, they, they want to wipe Palestine. Like, the 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 result that we're the that we're heading towards is the dissolution of pa- of Palestine, and that's not acceptable. Just by the by. This whole situation is emotionally draining and it is and it and it's angering and it's depressing and it's it's really hard to take and everybody needs to be able to have something that they can turn to to relieve that that negative pressure and that is what we're going to talk about now Nicole what is making things easier for you in your life right now so the uh, Ma- mass effect legendary edition which is like the remaster of all of the trilogy just came out um and i initially thought that i wasn't gonna buy it because it's a very silly and stupid game um but Anyways, um, so <laughs> I'm playing Mass Effect, um, the original game, which is unplayable. I really hate it, um, but you get some interesting dialogue options that kind of like deepen the lore if you import your data from the first game into the second game. So I've been, I my plan is to play the trilogy in order, and to not 100% the first Mass Effect game because it really is incredibly ass. Just <laughs> oh my god, it's fucking it's just, ass. Just I mean, it, ass. it's one of the oh most popular games. Oh my fucking games. god, it's ass. It, it, like it's it's so popular. Was it just the time that it came out that people were like really in love with it or Have you was ever it... tried to play uh Knights of the Old Republic? God no. Okay. Um what I will we say We were talking about... about this before like I'm not really into BioWare's <laughs> style, so what I'm going to say is um, they tried and do, like, action combat. Um, and for the first, like, few titles that they threw out there in this, like, sort of style, they really didn't understand what the blend needed to be between, like, RPG and between shooters. So there are a lot of RPG elements of Mass Effect that kind of take away from its uh, its usefulness as a—or um, its efficacy as a shooter— 
which makes uh, the most of which is uh, this awful mechanic where you are shooting and then you have to pause the game and then you can use a power and then you unpause the game and the power might hit. Um, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> I don't. Um, so that's really fucking frustrating. I don't love the combat. You feel really too squishy, although I figured out I cracked the code on feeling too squishy. You just uh, use Rex and you put him in front of you. There you go. Meat um, shields. But they, they figured they figured it out by Mass Effect 2, so I'm really looking forward to playing Mass Effect 2 and being disappointed as I was in 2012 by Mass Effect 3. <laughs> um, so that's what's keeping me... I don't want to say sane. It's what's keeping me. What's yeah. what's making you uh, happy this week, Jonna? Sane is not really uh, a, a, a an adjective that would apply um to this whole situation yeah <laughs> to also us. yeah to us. also <laughs> like Ma- mass effect is an infuriating fucking game i'm like i have been playing it for 10 hours and i'm like infuriated i'm like why am i You're just relaxing by getting pissed off at a video game <laughs> yeah i mean like i'm just kind of like the storyline is okay. I love the I love the crewmates. Oh my god, I have to play the game to talk to the crewmates. <laughs> oh god, this is the worst. I Why would you make me play the game? Why? Poor game. It does not make me sane to play this game. <laughs> but I am looking forward to Mass Effect 2, which will come in about 30 hours. Uh <laughs> Nice, 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 nice. Um, all right. So my thing is, so, uh, usually, um, okay. So my thing is, uh, we have two cats, um, uh, in our, in our house and, um, Stacy, my, uh, so we have two cats in our house and my wife has one and I have one basically. Um, we have punk and we have Poe. Poe is my cat. He is a fraidy cat. He runs anytime you move or breathe. He just runs away. Even if you're petting him or if he's just hanging out by the window, you're like, I'm going to, like, there's a creak and boom, he's gone. I usually lock my door um, when I'm, when, when I'm sleeping because the cats will just, you know, come in and, and do whatever. Uh, I haven't seen Poe in a while because <laughs> he keeps <laughs> running away. <laughs> um, but I, I forgot to, to close the door this, this morning. And um, Poe po comes in at like, I don't know, six because he's hungry. And Stacy and, and my wife's door is closed. And so he comes upstairs and he gets in and just starts meowing. But he gets he gets on the bed and he and he hung out with me for a little bit. It was really awesome. <laughs> you used his hunger as an excuse to hang out. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. Basic, basically, yeah. And he, he I was like, nah. he walks up on the bed. And he licks my 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 face. And he's like, hey. <laughs> so I got to pet my cat for a little bit. <laughs> it is not. I have not been able to do that in a couple weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that it it was incredibly adorable um, that's cute your cat's a shithead 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, both of them are, honestly. Punk is an asshole to him. Uh, <laughs> Cat dynamics. <laughs> yeah. Um, Punk is uh, just a friggin' bully. Poe used to be a badass and, like, cut, he, he cut him a few times. Um, but Poe is, or uh, Punk has asserted his his dominance and Poe just, like, goes away. It's <laughs> okay. Let's do a hashtag free po. Free po. <laughs> free po. <laughs> hashtag free po. <laughs> yeah, when I got him, he was like six. Uh, oh, so and, he's an old guy. Yeah, they're both old. Um, we got punk in like 2009, I oh, think. Boy. Yeah, they're both they're both getting up there. Um, and uh, but yeah, we got Poe when he he had been living with like a, a couple families before he was huge because they kept feeding him people food like don't do by the way anybody that has cats do not feed them human food just just wet food dry food is not good for them as well just get them the little cans of food and they will be much happier do not feed them people food same with large dogs. don't chungus keep- cats are unhealthy yeah. Also, don't feed dogs um, people food, but you can yeah. feed them. You can feed them kibble. If someone's like, you need to feed your dog wet food, tell them to fuck off. Cause it's bad for their teeth. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, he's he's a he's a good cat. <laughs> they're both they're they're both good boys. Also, my dog's healthier than any dog that I've ever met on white food or on wet yeah. food, not white food, wet food. <laughs> It's just casseroles all over the place. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, don't feed your don't don't give your um don't give your dog a a white diet of like green bean casserole and kale, uh, just tons of kale. Yeah, kale that you've Jello done molds. nothing. I'm kale that you've done like really nothing to. <laughs> kale that you've done nothing to. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck. I, I wasn't gonna make these jokes anymore. Uh, I know. I just realized you were you're trying not to make white people jokes. I just dragged you into it. I know. Um. Also, I'm making white people jokes, but like not like ones where the punchline is like "fuck white people." Like, yeah, it's, you, like if I'm it's, just making fun of your food for like, like white American food is funny. Sorry, it's it's hilarious. It is. Honest, like the 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 white American food that that isn't stolen from other other cultures, <laughs> like the stuff that's like culture, like that people are like this is culturally white uh, white yeah. American. That's that shit's nasty. Like like culturally, basically culturally American white. Because because so. some some white people can really cook some food, like the Italians. Oh, God, the yeah. Italians, and I know it's they Italian. Cook just the being... hell out of. A lot of, like, so many cultures can cook the hell out of food. I salute Italian food. Italian is fucking amazing. Um, Um, So no disrespect to white people as a whole. Yeah. Just to the white people in my country. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have an addendum to the episode. Okay. Don't be fucking anti-Semitic. Like we we can all not like the Israeli government because they're a far or, or because it's far right and um an ethno-nationalist government. However, um Israel contains a lot of people 
who have nothing the fuck to do with that. And the Jewish faith uh, contains many people who um, aren't fucking Israeli, frankly. Um, (laughs) You know what? You you really don't need to. Most people in the Jewish faith are not Israeli. The, By the, a wide margin. <laughs> yeah. So um, the the relig- the religious co- like I I always say this um, the religious conflict here is uh, either secondary or a complete and utter excuse for some shit that would happen either way. Just so everybody fucking knows, don't do it. Doesn't make you look better. Very well. There Great. you go. All right. So thank you so much for listening to I Shouldn't Have to Say This. Uh, We put our episodes out every two weeks. So um, you should subscribe and go to saythiscast.com. You can listen to past episodes all the way back to uh, our first year. We are like a year and a half old right now, which is really cool. Maybe even over. Um, So saythiscast.com, listen to our past episodes, subscribe on all the podcast services. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us and touch with us, there are a few different ways. You can email us, saythiscast at gmail.com. You can go on Twitter at saythiscast, and you can go to our YouTube channel. That is, uh, I shouldn't have to say this, just search for that on YouTube. There's a bunch of different videos on there. Uh, Really like our classic episodes, our current episodes, they're uploaded. Um, every week so uh, check that out if you're watching then please comment and subscribe and hit the bell or you know whatever youtube things that you're supposed to do if you want to support us then you can go to coffee ko-fi.com slash say this cast send us uh, some cash so we can uh keep updating our site and keep updating our tech so we can give you the best podcast uh experience possible you can go to patreon.com as well patreon.com slash say this cast there you're gonna find different tiers that you can uh subscribe to um there's one five ten thirty uh with a lot of different options um the ten dollar uh mark gets you extra episodes early episodes access to uh special roles in our discord uh and a bunch of other stuff so check that out that's patreon.com slash say this cast uh nicole where can we find you online you can find me on twitter or my dead twitch channel at uh, jack of three trades and it's three is in the number you can find me at press start lock on twitter and uh i am doing a music show once a week on the bites and beats channel that is b-y-t-e-s-a-n-b-e-a-t-s so on twitch there is going to be a festival of bites and beats festival on juneteenth so the week of june 18th uh there's gonna be lots of really awesome uh hip-hop artists and panels and interviews and things like that and running up to that every week i'm playing some of that music and sometimes interviewing some of the artists that are going to be at the bites and beats festival so check that out bitesandbeatsfest.com all of the music that we play on the show is by Mustin. Go to store.mustinenterprises.com. That's M-U-S-T-I-N, mustinenterprises.com. Uh, and uh, enjoy all of that. He's a great DJ, remixer, um, and fellow human. I shouldn't have to say this is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more about that, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.
I did purchase it. Um, I'm having a pretty good time. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> Ow. Fuck. Oh, shit. It's the CIA. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> they got me. <laughs> anyway, It's the IDF. Um, oh, fuck. Fuck, they got me. Shit. It's the foreign agents, huh? <laughs> um, anyways. Psyops. Psyops everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 